Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I am Emmerich McClary, the host and creator of the My Spouse Died 2 podcast. Terrific. Emmerich, it is a pleasure. I say this all the time. I need more adjectives. Um, this whole thing is a street race car designed to give me an excuse to have fun conversations with people. And we have a little pre-call and we're talking about what should we talk about? And I think today we're going to talk about finding Nemo. No, we're going to talk about finding nuance. And I have no clue where we're going. And, and I always Excellent. joke that the show ends when the airbag deploys and you get a split second before you hit the dashboard. So off we go. When I said to you, let's talk about something related to podcasting, what, what made you think of the word nuance? Well, so talk about the, what does nuance mean? It's one of those words where I'm sure I heard it when I was a lot younger, but I never <laughs> paid attention to what it really meant. And I was too embarrassed to look it up. And well, nuance really means the, the, the subtleties, minor distinctions, like a, a personality or, or a character. So that has to do with finding that in, in conversation. Hmm. And so that's when I was talking about finding nuance, of course, like finding Nemo. Oop, that was a big play on words, finding nuance. I thought <laughs> I, 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 that's something I would love to talk about because that's what I attempt to do on my show. Okay. So, and so, but um, who's, who's driving here? Not me. Um, this you, is your show. <laughs> told you it's just an excuse for having conversations. Um, so you do your format a little differently and I'm guessing that's partly to th throw people off a little bit. Like, so, so tell me how your show starts. Yes. I mean, I so, know, but people don't. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So my show, it, um, the target audience of my show are widowed people. Okay. So my show gives people hope so they can heal, find love again and give grief the middle finger. So that gives you an idea that it's irreverent and it's R-rated. <laughs> it's a little irreverent, right? <laughs> and and so you know you're going to hear f bombs and raw stuff, real things that happen in a widowed person's life or leading up to it. So, um, the show itself is a long format, not how it's published, but how it's recorded. So we're recording for three to four hours, and the reason we do that is because that's when the gems come out. It's like it's like you're standing waist deep, panning for gold, and you're not going to find something in five minutes. If you do, you're lucky. But otherwise, it may be, you know, thirty minutes, forty minutes, an hour in, mm. and something comes up. It's like it's like somebody handing you an origami sculpture, and there's a lot of folds in it. And you might ask a question, and someone gives you an answer. So what? But now you need to know more. So they hand you the origami sculpture. You need to unfold it and unfold it and unfold mm. it and unfold it and unfold it. So that happens over the course of three to four hours, and and the way to do that is my job is to just say simple things like, how so? Um, how might you do that? And, and that happens after I have what I call my guest co-host. I always have guest co-hosts. I say guest co-host because that gives them authority to tell me to F off. Maybe it's some, some comfort <laughs> to, to argue with me. And so, but what I let them do is, is tell their story in a once a once upon a time format, because everybody understands that from, as, from kids. Everybody knows that, you know, once upon a time, things were like this. And then, mm -hmm. for example, maybe there's a, a shitty diagnosis. Oops, I cussed. Yeah, I cussed on your show. Oops. <laughs> or, uh, uh, Don't uh, do that. A, a poor, <gasps> Shock and all. A poor diagnosis or, you know, somebody drops dead and there's dark humor. Somebody dark, then, you know, and, and then what happens, you know, and you go on and on and on and on. And while they're, while they're saying these things, I might stop them. And say, well, tell me more about X, whatever that was, mm -hmm. or 
tell me more about why you are sleeping in the middle of your bed now. And I may say, what do you mean? Or, or again, how so? That, that how so, that it, those two words, I learned that from Joe Rogan. Now, it's funny. I hear people say, oh, Joe Rogan. But you know what? He get, gets better and better at asking questions and letting his, letting his uh, guests talk. And so, so the nuance comes out when someone starts describing things and you let them run with it. But you've got to give up control to let them run with it because what I'm attempting to do is I want to find out the unknowns. But the great part is the unknown unknowns. Nice. It's like, oh, this person's doing some stuff where so a listener is listening, thinking, "Oh, I guess I'm not that freaky of a person because they're doing the same weird thing. stuff too." Yeah, so that's that's the beauty of finding nuance is mm. it's all of that, but it it also trains you to be a, a better listener, and it I I think it helps at least it helps me because I'm curious. I'm just infinitely curious. And so if you're infinitely curious, you're probably going to ask questions or, or let people talk or to give you more information or, again, looking for that gold nugget. Mm-hmm. But if you're not curious, so I mean, how can you find nuance if, if you just want to ask questions and find out the unknown and then move on? Yeah, you wind up steamrolling over, over the whole thing. Somebody said, and I don't remember who, that the cure for boredom is curiosity. And the mm. cure for curiosity is, oh, wait, no, there's no cure for that. Sorry. <laughs> You're just going to be stuck with that because it, it winds up. Um, and I, I think I have that problem. So I call curiosity a problem. Like if you've really got the curiosity bug, it's a problem. It just totally eat your face. It, it'll consume all your free time and eat your whole project up. Do you, do you, I'm, I'm going to guess that you find that you can really exhaust a guest because I know it happens. I'm like, dang, that person looks really tired. Oh, right. It's been three hours of sitting here with microphones and headphones. And do you find that you can tell up? So my question is, uh, I'm assuming that you can pretty much exhaust somebody like that if you're not careful. Do you find that there are certain kinds of people that are more likely to be exhausted? Are, are the guests who are inherently curious, are they better at running the marathon? Like, I'm wondering if there's something that are people who are curious also more used to being in like sitting in the deep space, sitting in the nuance for longer periods. I'm, I'm like wondering because curiosity feels kind of frenetic and I'm wondering if that also yes. plays out as them being patient. So with my guests, I don't know up front if they're curious. So I'm going to do some vetting before I have them on the show. I'm going to get on a phone call first and I want to listen to their voice. Just about everybody has a a, a good enough voice. Okay. Just about once in a while, there are voices. Hey, out there. You get something like I'm talking about. Right? You're like that. No, that kind thanks. of voice. I, I Bye. yeah. There's no thanks. Right. So I will get somebody on the phone, and and I'll listen to them, and and I want to know if they're going to be able to take the f word. Can they? Can right. they cuss? Are they going to be offended? That o word is so stupid to me. Are they going to be offended? Uh, can they banter with me? So, and and so it's almost like. I'll say, okay, we're going to talk for 15, 20 minutes on the phone for some chit-chat, and and we schedule that, and it turns into 45 minutes, and that in and of itself is a good indicator. Show. It's a great yeah. indicator. So so I pre-vetted them, and then I get them on a Zoom call where I see their face. I want to see them. So now they're getting a little more comfortable with me because they see me now. So they're, you know, there's a little there's frequency. Now it's the second contact, and, of course, I need to make sure that their audio works because most most people are kind of, yeah, I should say not. audio idiots. <laughs> I was going to say they are not used to the crazy technical level that us podcasters are used to, but okay, if you want to say audio idiots. 
I just thought I'd you know, tear the bandage up. So to, to, to attempt to answer your question, I know I'm going around the barn a lot. Is Go wherever I, you want. I, I'm, I'm vetting, in essence, by, by talking to them. I had somebody who wanted to be on the show. Some guy wanted to be on the show. He's, uh, again, uh, a widower. Hmm. And so I was chit-chatting with him. And, and, and he kind of didn't fit the profile of the age. So generally, the guests on the show my guest co-hosts, they lost their spouse or their partner anywhere from late 20s to uh, when they were in, the, in their 50s. Okay, so it's not the 80-year-old or the 90-year-old. And this person was in late 60s, but there was nothing there to the conversation. I was trying to pull things out, and it was just flat. And I thought, eh, I'm not going to have them on the show. It's kind of like, for me, it's okay. If there's going to be a cocktail party on planet Emmerich, who do you want to invite? Mm, would right. you invite that guy? And he wouldn't add to the show. I would have to be doing all the talking and that that's, that's not it. So that's part of the vetting process, but I don't, I don't have a format for my vetting process. I yeah, do have just, a, I, just trying to spend time with them. I, spend, I think to spend that, time with them. That's, that's really it. Mindful way to do it. I think, <laughs> I, I do it with all. I've had three, four authors on the show. I do the same thing with the authors. Of course, I tell them send me your book first. I do a little bit of vetting there. I, if I want to read the book, send me your book first, and I will read it. I actually read it. I underline or write in the margins. This oh, is rabbit hole stuff. Uh, I, I write in the margins. Yep. I look at it and I think about it, and then yeah. then if I decide that this is something I'd recommend to listeners, then I let them know. Love the book. Love mm -hmm. it. Love the book. It's very helpful, I believe, to many. And I want to have you on the show. Now we need to do a let's do a test, a sound test, and mm. and then let's schedule something, you know, X in in the future. Because now I need to go back through all my notes, and then I start making notes of my notes. But mm. but that's the that's vetting, you know, authors. Because sometimes you know, an author may not sound good. I mean, I had well, all the authors have been have been fun to have on the show. Um, yeah, people are people, right? Everybody is different. Everybody sounds different, looks different, acts different. Some people like I've had people show up, and I I, I had a a place that I rented for a week, and I was having people come. I was in England, people coming to me, mm -hmm. and on the first day, I did the first interview after like I set up all my crap on the table because I'm interviewing in person, right. so I have an extra yeah. body yes, in the room. There's yes, three of us, yes. all this stuff set up, and the second guest showed up and like froze. So they like came in the room and they were like, because there's I had. I thought I was being inviting. I had a chair pulled out with a cushion and a glass of water. Uh -huh. and, okay. and and to them, it was like your execution chair is right over there. Oh. <laughs> like they're like, nah, they're like have wires. <laughs> well, wires and a, and a car battery. Headphones. And <laughs> yeah. So then I, I, I was like, for the next whatever many episodes, I was doing this little pre-dance where I would kind of half take things apart. I would like lay their microphone. I'd take it out of the stand and I'd, un I'd unplug something. So there was some one thing I had to plug together. And it was oh. like this whole, the whole like bullshit show, but it, it changed, it changed the environment for them. And it, it made the space, it, it made it before that I had done a lot of podcasts before that I hadn't really paid attention to the imbalance of power that as the host I had. And and yes. like that, when I, I'm like, oh, yes, you know, I'm completely comfortable here because I've knocked the mic over and I've spilled my drink on myself. Like, I've done all that. But to them, they're, oh, okay, Craig. So you, you mentioned um, learning that the whole thing that you, usually where it's Craig, 
I'm worried about the airbag going off. I, I mentioned before. I know. I need to know beforehand so I can take my glasses off because I don't want to smash the rest of my face. Up. I think the airbag is going to become a running joke for the show. But you mentioned before that, and I think you said, your podcast has become a, a way for you to practice listening. And I was nodding vigorously, but nobody heard that. And, and what I'm thinking here was the story that I just told about the guest who freaked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was kind of when I went, oh, not only am I learning to listen, but I knew when that was, that's when I had my headphones on yes, and when yes. the other person's talking, but yes. I'm also learning to empathize and I'm also learning to practice compassion. And that to me is like, boy, did everybody knows me is like, Craig, you really need to take that course much, much sooner. <laughs> so, that, so, so I get so, a lot out of it. <laughs> so it, it sounds like you weren't very compassionate or empathetic before? Probably not. I I would agree with you. Yes. I would say that I was not super compassionate. I think the mistake that, well, not the mistake, but the way that I, the thing that I was doing wrong was I would understand, like I would see somebody upset. Like it wasn't like I'm missing completely and not noticing. I'm not, it wasn't that I wasn't empathic. It was that I went, all right, well, the best thing for me to do would be to not meddle with your crap. So I would ignore it mm-hmm. or I would, or I would keep, keep my response or my compassion to myself. Yes. Um, now, whether or not that's actually the cut, that was really what was going on, but that's the way I perceive it as being calibrated. But now I'm much more like if something happens, you know, good, bad, whatever, fun, I'm much more comfortable going, oh, we're going over here. Okay. Not like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go over there. That's uncomfortable. Now I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, let's go over there. I mean, whoa, that's uncomfortable. Wait, that's interesting. Why is that uncomfortable? Let's go over there. So I just think it it made me uh, more comfortable um, acting out or um, manifesting, you know, yes. the mirroring, the manif- mm-hmm. manifesting going along on the journey in good uh, with good intentions. But but you had to practice that. In other words, someone who might be oh, thinking, God, yeah. someone who might be thinking, gosh, you know, I just can't do that with people. That's not me. Oh, no. Usually, when someone says that's not me, it's usually some fear, <laughs> that's usually some fear thing, some shame <laughs> BS. It's the first thing. five. They're like, oh, my God. So, um, yeah, it takes you. So, you you practice it. I mean, yep. yeah. I, I have to practice that too. One of my guests, co hosts, when he came on, uh, we didn't do a sound check because we, he was going to do it. He came to my house. And by the way, if they're going to be at my house or, or we're, we go to their place, we're going to have a meal. Either I'm, I'm having Amen. food brought in or I'm yep. going to cook or they're going to cook. cook. Or we're going for a walk might, to the coffee shop. Yes. Mm. Yeah. There's going to be alcohol involved probably. Ooh, there hasn't I been anything else. That one. They're having a glass of wine because <laughs> we're going to get into some real heavy topic stuff. Real <laughs> heavy, heavy uh, things. And lots of times the... A lot of the nuance comes out after we stop recording and we start talking about dating and there's sex talk and all this other stuff. And I just let them go uh, in terms of what they're saying. And it's a, it's a lot more fun because yeah. it's very risky. And one of the evil sides of mine is throwing something out that makes people squirm. I mean, some some question. And the weird part is you mentioned authority because it's your show. And that's one of the, one of the reasons I say your guest co-host, because I want to give them some authority. I don't want them to think they have no authority, but you'd be surprised how many of them aren't asking me something. Oh my God. People do not. I mean, like this particular show is all podcasters. So maybe half of the time people ask me questions and I love it. But when you're talking to like the regular guests, they do not want to 
I mean, unless they have a canned spiel, I had one guest, like mm-hmm, literally mm-hmm. a single one show up with a notebook computer and spreadsheets. And I was like, yes. this is going to take a little longer than I'm thinking this is going to take a little longer yes. than usual for me to get to the good stuff. Um, but unless they show up like that, they, they want to be podcasted. Is that a thing? They want to have the podcast experience done to them. Ah. And they might not, maybe it's because they've never imagined what might really go on behind the scenes. You know, you, if you yes, heard, yes. if one has heard a podcast, you don't really know what really happened. Right. Um, so I love when people get to a point and it happens maybe half of the time on this show, they get to a point where they're like, oh, their curiosity comes out and then it actually comes out. You know, they're like, well, right. where do you want to, and then I'm like, oh yes, let's go that way. So I don't know. Did yeah. you ask me something? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't recall. Maybe I did. See, these are the conversations. These are the conversations I I love to have. They're just they're wide ranging, and yeah. but they're but they're real versus somebody asking you know, three questions. I, I get it if somebody wants to listen to a show where it's information. I want to learn three things, and so yes. there's three questions to ask. I, I completely get that. It's just my show's not that way, and my conversations with my friends aren't that way either. They just go right. all over the place. We might talk about I don't know. A leaf. Hey, I saw this yellow leaf. It was really a trip. There's this vein stuff on it. I'm going to take a picture of it and show you how cool. Right. It's just yeah, you're sharing stuff. experiences. Right. That's it. Um, mm. Finding nuance. I've got a couple of resources I would share if you would oh, like me to. Absolutely. Not, okay. Go, go, go. So there's a book I bought. This was, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And if you buy this book and you apply just a couple of things from it, you will become a better listener. You will be a, a, a better communicator with your family, kids, spouse, parents, whoever's alive. I was going to say whoever's dead. No, I, got, <laughs> I can't help you there. But uh, friends, employers, <laughs> your lover, uh, who, whoever. And it's called Never Split the Difference. I've mentioned this before mm. probably on, um, on some of our webinars we've been on. Never Split the Difference from uh, Chris Voss. He was a former FBI negotiator. And... This really teaches you how to find the unknown unknowns. And for less than 20 bucks, you could possibly enhance your life. Yes. I have not read the book, but I my brain is going, they have a blog, whatever, the, whatever the, yes. he has a company yes. and he has a lot of blog posts and I can just see like the blog posts developed into, and like, I can just see like the multi-year thought process that went in behind that. And yes. I've read all the blog posts and every time that book comes up, I'm like, oh, I wish I had more hours <laughs> to read. There's just out of sight. There are books. <laughs> uh, same, same here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always usually like a running eh, five or six books running where they're not yeah. they're not complete. I mean, I have I look over at my nightstand. I thought I need some I need some leisure reading, some relaxed reading. So I have uh, Hemingway on hunting. There's a bunch of essays pulled <laughs> out of his books. So you know, you start I got all this that. Huxley over here. Have you ever read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Huxley? That's a really good collection of essays. No, I, I have not, but perhaps, hmm. perhaps so. Never Sorry. split the difference. Never split the difference. Uh, I like listening to Stephen Dubner. He's the host of Freakonomics. He was one of the co-authors of that of that book from years back. And you listen to the, how he asks the questions hmm. and how he poses things. And um, of course, I mentioned Joe Rogan, but uh, in terms of when he'll say, how so? He, but he'll just tell you, look, I'm stupid. I'm a dumb guy. I don't understand this. <laughs> and, so, words. and then guess what's happening next? Then his guest is explaining everything. Well, well yeah, because- 
he wants to know. Maybe mm-hmm. he already knows and he just asks the question that way. So, But all that gets you to, to nuance. And nuance is what part of that is the kind of the, where you find the beauty in life, I think. So, yeah, I would agree. I think that's a perfect place to call it airbag. <laughs> Airbag's <laughs> coming terrible, in. Terrible metaphor. I need a better way to end this show. Um, Emmerich, I appreciate- it's a pleasure. Um, I'm delighted that we got a chance to sit down and chat. I'm delighted that we've we managed to work our tech. <laughs> yes. Part of the yes. fun with this is that we can all commiserate about technology. I appreciate um, it. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored you had me on here. Thank you, Craig. Oh, you're too kind. Everybody is. I'm like, oh, it's easy. It's press record and you press stop. I think it's easy, it's, but it's purely my pleasure. Emmerich, um, have a great rest of your day. Likewise. Peace.